like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... Go, I'm going. Let's see. Third time is the charm. Let's see together if this is what it's going to take in order to get this podcast out of the toilet. That's fine. It takes us three stalled starts to get this fucking beautiful, beautiful podcast out to the people who need it. They need it. They require this content. They do. They need this free shit in their ear holes. It's true. Stick it in your ear holes. Right in your ears. I feel like that's. That's not good. Maybe we shouldn't shit in their ears. Welcome to the Booze and Brews, Booze and Poos podcast. There it where is. We shit yeah. this, where we shit all over you. Ears. Rules, poopies, nuggets, right in your ears. Right in your ear a holes. Bit of double doo doo nugget in your ear, in your ear. We had some technical difficulties, but I think we're good now. It, it looks, good. it looks to me as though we have it fixed. So that's good. Fantastic. You know why? Because we have an engineer, Bob. Who finally had to engineer something? Who engineered? And he fucking did it. Yep. That's did. why we keep him around for did, when shit goes wrong, so he can fix it. Did you close the program and restart it? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to get into what I had to do. <laughs> did you unplug it? Wait ten seconds. Plug it plug back, back in. It worked. No, <laughs> that one I did. That one I did not do. So self. He was like, no, no, no. self satisfied. Pretty, pretty I, proud of myself. Engineer. I clicked a button. And then I clicked another button. Couple, no, couple tree buttons. It's uh, fine. Let the great here. and powerful Oz stay behind his curtain. As long as the podcast goes out and sounds good. Good job, Engineer Bob. You did great. You're it doing goes great. out. Sounds good? Sure. Question mark? <laughs> it sounds hard. It goes out. It goes out. It goes out. Uh, sad that, you know, none of this has anything to do with my cold open. Well, what is but it? But it delighted me. Speaking of going out. Nope. Speaking of. Uh, nope. I got nothing. Anything. Um, just any no. any content. Speaking Let's, of anything. No. Um, there is a museum. Uh, it's called the Strong National Museum of Play. It's in Rochester, New York. And they have a toy hall of fame. And they have announced their 21. Or sorry. 2021 inductees into their super special toy hall of fame. Now, oh my god, they induct we, more than one toy a year? How many toys uh, are in this Hall of Fame? I have Thousands. no idea. Thousands, but... I have a lot of questions about the induction process. process. Do you need to have been a retired toy for more than five years? No, like, because you know, these when, toys when, are still... Uh, you still play all of these things. Like, you can do you still have play... To, do you have to like? Is it like a gang? Like you jump in, jump out? I think that's what, exactly. Yeah, you gotta beat what the shit like out of these Malibu toys. Is Malibu Barbie gotta like beat the shit out of you? Yeah, out of uh, Stacy. Yeah. What? Hell yeah. Uh, Barbie and the Rockers. Yeah, I have no idea, but there is a chief curator. Like there is a guy whose job right. it is is to look and find toys. There's an old man whose job it is to play with play children's with toys, toys. That's not in weird. order to determine. Follow your fucking dreams. There's jobs out there for everyone. It's like that guy with the with the gold spoon who tastes all of the ice cream and just makes the smacking noises. Oh, that yeah, top yeah, yeah. That cream. Mm. Sugar. That's a 10. Gold spoon. <laughs> I love that guy. That yeah. guy's got everybody's dream job. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. There's jobs out there. For well, everybody. Yeah. Never um, give up on your dreams, kids. So... If you are curious as to what these 2021 inductees are. I want to know nothing more. I am, in fact, curious. We have the American Girl Dolls. Oh, wait. They weren't in there before? No. No, They they were were not famous enough. None of them? And now all of them are in? That doesn't seem fair. And now all all of them are worth it. Well. Fucking Felicity. Come on. Whatever. Um, Are those the ones where, like, you take them to tea and shit? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know about toys. They have a store. Um, I know about little girl toys," said Bob. <laughs> here's a here's a fun fact for the I, listenership. Uh, Bob used to work for MGA, and I I helped make shit for Brat Stalls. So yeah, oh. I do know about little girls' toys. Fuck you, Brat Stalls, <laughs> Slutty Barbie, Slutty I know Barbie, about Slutty Barbies. Not inducted into this year's Hall of Fame. No, I bet they're already in there. But what else is is the board game Risk. Oh my Whoa, god! That one. Okay, so this must be like you have to have been not playing professional game for twenty years because these are old toys. Yeah, well, so the American Girl doll 
uh, was created in 1986. Risk was created in the United, was published in the United States because it's based off of a French game. But that was 1959. So it doesn't really seem like anything. But the third was the third inductee is what really, really set this apart. And I had to share it with you. Mm-hmm. The Hitachi Magic Wand. No, sand. That's right, kid. Sand? Sand is in the shit you find at the beach. Sand. Not mm-hmm. like kinetic sand? Nope, sand. Ocean dirt. Sand sand. Like sandbox sand. Give me this article. Uh, Wait, it's not like it's not the sand it's not like magic sand or nope. like you make the colors nope. with the sand. Nope. It's just sand from the fucking beach. It literally shows a bucket bucket of sand. With a little with one of those little scoops in it. Yep, bucket of sand. 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 Like a like wow. things cats shit in. Sand yes. Sand beat out cabbage patch kids. What? What? Well, I mean, to be fair, cats don't tend to shit in Cabbage Patch Kids. That so. that was a real dark horse in my uh, in my betting pool for top toy uh, this year. Also beat also beat out Battleship. Wait, does it have Whoa, the year that what? Sand? Does it have the year that Sand was established? Uh, like hold, if, please. If American Girl Dolls came out in a year. What year was Sand invented? And Sand forty the billion years ago. The substance found at beaches around the world. That's what <laughs> there we go. <laughs> from the dawn of time um is finally been inducted but yeah beat out battleship billiards cabbage patch kids mahjong masters of the universe the pinata settlers of Catan, and the toy fire engine okay pinata is not a toy eh, yeah i mean this, in america it's this a bit curator is but. satan this guy has no idea what's fun zero idea I, no. I sand i don't know man risk sand. blows battleship Fun. American Girl Dolls? Blow. Toy Fire Engines? Rule. <laughs> Sand is not a traditional toy. No. It is a mineral. That, it's also weird because everything's pretty old. Yeah. But then Settlers of Catan is not that old, I don't think. Next no year's idea. inductee into the Toy Hall of Fame includes Balloons. <laughs> yeah, balloons and granite. Oh, yes. Oh, rocks. Yeah. Rocks. Sit, sitting on a park bench. Marbles. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Hoop with stick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bread for pigeons. Like, what the fuck? Uh, but Who's in charge of this shit? I, I'm going to kick this man in the balls. Well, I'll oh tell you later, but okay. y- you know. We'll talk about it off speaking of Speaking of who's in charge. Yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Tunas today. Welcome to the Booze and Brews podcast. We're the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. And drink thematically appropriate beer. And hopefully we entertain you more than fucking sand. sand. Like, like. No promises, though. Oh, that's true. What but is th- I will say, if left unsupervised, your toddler will put us in their mouth. Just like sand. Yeah. <laughs> Delicious. Yes, just like sand. Just like sand. Oh, uh, no. This, this so week. So our stories today don't have anything to do with sand. Uh, no, mine does not. I have no sand. I mean, mine's like sand adjacent, but mine, sand, mine takes place in a place with sand. Yeah, exactly. Same, same. There we go. Um, so it, sand does feature prevalently in but today's stories. But that's not stories. a fucking toy. No, Boop. this week um, our beer is a gift from listener Ellie. She was oh, so man. kind. Thank you, listener we Ellie. We love presents, you guys. We do. <laughs> and she sent us beer. And the beer that we are going to be drinking this this lovely day is called Business in the Front. And it's got a great Bills, mullet. Nils. It's got great business. It's business. And it's business time. And it's a hazy IPA from Crooked Hammock Brewery. So we thought, all right, Business in the front, and it's got a bemulleted man. Yeah, who in the is front. best known for being bemulleted? But musicians. Yeah, party, they clearly party in the Billy back. Ray Cyrus and his achy breaking Breaky heart. heart. Yes, mm-hmm. precisely. So, then, so from that we went musical ghosts. That's right. We love a hop, skip, and a jump to a story topic. We really do. Mine, sadly, there's no Billy Ray Cyrus in my story. No, I'm out. No achy breaky mullet in this story. No, there's zero Billy Ray in my story as well. Yeah. Well. So I feel cheated, but I will listen. Well, I'm sorry. Mine is country music-ish adjacent. So That's it's, it's not better. Achy breaky-ish. Okay. Sure. Uh, so for my musical ghost uh, this week, I'm going to tell you about the Joshua Tree Inn. Nice. Where you two's career went to die. 
She nice. said, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> you thought it would go to die when they like just automatically downloaded that <laughs> shitty fucking yeah, album on your phone. Like, you own a YouTube album now. Shut the fuck up about Shut up. it. I don't want it on my phone. Fuck you. You're going to take this YouTube album and you're going to like it. Oh, you want to delete it? Too fucking bad. Too bad. That really is when their career went down the toilet, isn't it? As soon as people were forced to have YouTube, they went, mm-hmm. I don't want these YouTube. These guys are very I good. Want it. They're not great. I don't care if the streets have no names. They should. How else am I going to find where I'm going? I will be continually lost. Shit. The Edge can play exactly one riff and he just turns on a different delay setting. They're not a good band. No, they're really not. Anyway, so... Anyway. Super sidebar. Your story's not about you two. No, (laughs) my story is not about you two. Um, But no, the Joshua Tree Inn uh, is located in the lovely city of Joshua Tree, California. Oh my God, who'd have thunk? It's not just a clever name. Um, And it is a... An 11-room motel built on 29 Palms uh, Highway in 1949. I think I've probably driven by this place now that I think about it. You most likely have. We probably all all have. have. If we've any of us have been to Joshua Tree, because I feel like 29 Palms is like the only way to get through town. The only way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, According to the Inn's website, uh, the hotel is laid out in a square horseshoe. Or you cool. or you square horseshoes. I was just like, yeah, you could. It's it's eclectic. Um, and each room <laughs> square horseshoe, square horseshoe, it's in a circular rhombus. <laughs> it just it's cool in a triangular square. Yes, yes. Yeah, so Here are two. Look, look. You're so dumb. Do you know how many drugs are involved in my story? A lot. There's a lot a of lot. drugs in my story. A lot. Yeah. So each room is on the ground level and faces the courtyard and pool area. Um, okay. Each room is also, as the website declares, eccentrically eclectic in its decor. So there's just uh, bullshit on the walls. Oh, I was like, is this like Madonna in like every room is themed? No, no, no. It's Welcome just like... Welcome to the Roman room. No, it's not no, one I of those. Like it's just theme. like, here's some cool hippie shit or here's some cool like deserty shit or here's some things I found in the garbage. I'm just going to hang up yeah, on the wall. Yeah, I went to an estate sale. I bought their living room and I put it in this hotel. Yeah, kind of. And I split it up and there's really no rhyme or reason to any of these decorations. But we need enjoy. to try to convince them to make like a Dracula room. That would be fun. I mean, yeah, yeah that would be a lot of fun. Um, yes, and you really aren't coming for, you know, obviously the decor or many of the modern amenities, of which they have few. They have air conditioning, at least. So, so they have oh toilets. Yes, Necessary they have potties. Joshua Tree. Yes. Um, I want to say... Because we went to a place that had communal toilets, and I, I was not about it. Yeah, no, there, yeah. there are a few rooms, I believe, in this hotel that... I don't know if they all have their own toilet or if some of them have to share. Um, but communal toilets are not my favorite thing. I paid extra. Uh, the last time I went to any place that did not have its own potty. I to will, have its own potty. I will throw money at yeah, the problem. Yeah. I do like to shit in solitude. So. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, you are definitely going out, though, for the, like, Joshua Tree vibes, man. Because this... And, like, and, like that's... People always say the only place Joshua Trees grow is in Joshua Tree. That's not true. There's no. a bunch of fucking Joshua Trees in Arizona. Yeah, well, there's just there were a bunch, but according to this one article I read from the uh, Desert Sun, which is the Palm Springs newspaper, they're like, with climate change, the Joshua trees are going away. The end. I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa. that was depressio. Okay. They're just um, like a weird cactus tree. They're like a weird tree. Um, anyway, they're weird little cactus trees, guys. Also, fun Google fact: them. They're really not that impressive. Fun fact and tied to your uh, new state of residence, the Mormons are the ones that named it Joshua Tree as they were passing oh. through. Oh, it's like a Joshua Tree over yeah. there. There's something. I don't oh, know. We're going to name that tree Joshua. That's a good white boy name. That's a great religiously white man name. I bet he looked in a hat and talked to God. <laughs> in his magic undies. He's, yeah, he, they're, they're protect them. They do. And from the Joshua Tree stabbing them in the ass. <laughs> protect them from Joshua Trees. So because of its proximity to the Joshua Tree National Park, it's only about six miles away, um, and just sort of the whole vibe of the area, you'd be shocked to learn that over the years, a number of musicians and celebrities frequented it. Frequented it? Yep, that's my new word. Frequented the hotel. Yeah. Or motel. And went there to get high. Yes. I feel like Joshua Tree is where you go to stare at stars and drop acid. acid. Yeah. 
that's basically what you do. Um, or mushrooms. So let's, yeah, let's or not, mushrooms. Let's not forget about yeah, mushrooms. Yeah, it's true. I'm sure there's some ayahuasca happening out in Joshua Tree. Probably. Um, some of the uh, more famous or infamous uh, celebrities to have stayed there. Not even it. Well, infamous is going to be my ghost. But John Wayne stayed there at the hotel oh, yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. The musician Donovan did. Ooh. So okay. so many times that they actually named a room after him. I don't even know who that is. Uh, he's like a folksy kind of singer. Scarlet fleece changes hue. Crimson ball sinks from view. No, nothing. I don't know who that is. <laughs> how about, how about, you ever heard the Hurdy Gurdy Man? That's a classic Donovan track. No? Nope. All Probably right. not. Great. Great. Nope. Lovely. I continue um, to not know who the fuck Donovan is. But the most famous um, guest to have stayed at this hotel is none other than Graham Parsons. And if it's a name you don't know, that's fine. But I'm going to tell you about him. Graham Parsons. Oh, man, I'm excited. Yes. Was in the birds. Yes, he was. Graham Parson, um, Parsons was born Ingram Cecil Connor III. Oh, that's fucking slaps. Yeah, that's a good and name. He changed his name from that to Graham Parsons? So Graham, short for Ingram. Oh, yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And right, Graham, right, short for Graham Cracker. And he was adopted by his stepfather. Hence the change of the last name. Mm. So his mm. name is Graham Cracker Cecil Parsons. Yes, that's yeah. exactly yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was born on November 5th, uh, 1946 in Florida to a man who called himself unironically Coon Dog Cooper. Oh. And Avis. So that kind of Florida. Yes, that kind of Florida. And Avis Snively. Um, Avis? Avis Snively? Snively. 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 Avis Snively. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, so did they? Did that? Did he just get cut in the edit from the Harry Potter books, or yeah. what? A little bit, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, Mister Potter, mm. oh, Expecto Patronum. <laughs> 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 so, Graham, um, Graham was. Uh, I don't know why that tickles me so. Graham grew up in a very upper middle class family. His mom being the daughter of a citrus magnet. And his father. <laughs> just, that just lemon stick to him. He walks through the park. Oranges just flying out of nowhere. Magnates. This guy could not leave the goddamn grocery store without a concussion. No. These yeah. fucking lemons. Fruits just yeah. right just in the face. Slapping now him right now in the it's fall. All those little fucking clementines are everywhere. He just looks polka spotted covered in clementines. Yep. They call him cuties. I call him balls destroyers. <laughs> So, yes, he was the grandson of a citrus magnate, and his father was a flying ace during World War II who was present at the attack on Pearl Harbor. Oh. Um, the couple had two kids and were very much in love, both with each other and with alcohol. Oh, fun. Um, Graham's father unalived himself two days before Christmas in 1958 due oh, to said... happy fucking holidays, Graham Cracker. Said to... Uh, ruined that fucking holiday forever. And then his mom remarried um, and uh, died of cirrhosis of the liver on the day of Graham's high school graduation in 1965. Holy shit. Yeah. No, he had a Holy great... fucking shit. Holy shit. So after high school, Graham went to Harvard where he, quote, studied theology, but in reality, he just spent a lot of time talking with his tutor who happened to be a theology major and didn't go to class at all. Um, okay. Yep. So he dropped out after a semester and uh, formed the band, the International Submarine Band. He right. well, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. He convinced the group to move to Los Angeles in 1966. And Good there move. they recorded the album Safe at Home in 1967. Uh, in 1960. So by 1968, that band, the International uh, Submarine, Submarine band, band, has broken up. And he. They uh, sunk. Right to the bottom of the ocean. Yep. Uh, so in 1960. charges, man. In 1968, he became a member of the Birds. Heard of them. Uh -uh. Yes. That was so spot on. Thank you. That's one of my favorite songs of theirs. Yeah, the <laughs> song. <laughs> um, and he <laughs> was. <laughs> and he was influential. Welcome to booze and bird noises. <laughs> Welcome to birds and booze. <laughs> It's for a very very small audience. Um, yeah, and they're small because they're birds. 
that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> if you could have seen podcast mom face, it was like a smirk and like a I'll give it to you smile. It was delightful. Yeah. Well, my cold open was almost about birds. So I was like, that's <laughs> very that's very fun. Um, anyway, he was very influential in the recording of the album Sweetheart of the Rodeo. Sure. Sure. Um, the original plan for that album was to record it in Los Angeles and then create this. It was very, very uh, much ahead of its time. So the idea was we're going to make this double album and it's going to tell a tale of the history of American music. We're going to start with, you know, this type. We're going to move to bluegrass. We're going to move to folk. We're going to move to blah, blah, blah. And at the end, it was going to have like some sort of weird electronic sound because by this point in the late 60s the Beatles had already kind of introduced a lot of different electronic stuff so they were going to end it with that and Graham was like yeah that's cool how about we just do a country music album and the other band members went yeah okay that sounds fine so they recorded it in Nashville well part of it in Nashville and then the other part of it in Los Angeles Um, but it was more of a country record than a influential sort of tale of the American music scene not okay. not what they were originally planning, but um, that's hmm. what it was. So by his his time with the birds was very short lived. By late 1968, remember, he was out of the band. We were going to do that really cool album about the history of music in America. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't do that, did we? Because of the idiot who wanted to make the country fucking record. Yeah. This, this moron from Florida said no. Yeah, I said, nah. Um, so anyway, by late 1968, Parsons was out of the band um, over Bye. their over their plans to do a tour of South Africa, which was heavily apartheided at that point. Yeah. And so he said, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't support you. I'm going to leave. Wait, he left because of that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I take it back. Way to go, Grand Parsons. Yeah. Very, very All classy. Right. All right. You have redeemed yourself. Yeah. Um, he returned to Los Angeles and formed the group, the Flying Burrito Brothers. And oh, that slaps. That's a really good name. And they released the album The Gilded Palace of Sin later that year. Hell yeah. Hot. Um, by now, uh, in case you were wondering, Parsons' love for drugs was well established. Fun. Loved drugs. Love and em. And it was seriously starting to hinder his work. He was very erratic on tour during performances uh, with the Flying Burritos because his two drugs of choice were psilocybin and cocaine. Oh, that's a fun mix. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't have chose those myself, but you know. To each their own. Yeah. Um, he also uh, stopped writing music as he decided at that point, I'm just going to party with the Rolling Stones. Uh, he and Keith Richards were like best friends. At this time I mean if that's a viable career path for you oh and he was a trust fund baby so he didn't really need to work because when his oh. his grandfather the citrus magnet yeah. um, when he died he got you a trust never fund have to buy food you just go into a grocery store and citrus just comes to you and be and be pelted by fruits this yeah. man never got scurvy once in his life no uh, yeah, he had a, a trust fund equivalent to like 200 some, well, of today's money, like $200,000 a year or something. Oh, fuck. So oh, he didn't have to do anything. Jesus. And that's in that's what, 60s, of, 70s money? No, that was in today's money. Fruits. Oh, oh, in the 60s, 70s, oh, it was, okay, yeah, it was like $30,000. fucking good though. Jeez. Yeah. I, you know what? I still take it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he uh, didn't really have to work. Uh, so he kind of stopped writing music. And by that point, you know, it, it really was affecting the Flying Burrito Brothers because the other band people needed to make money. They needed to make money by touring and by recording music. Two things which Graham really wasn't in the mood for because he loved drugs. Yeah. Um, finally, in 1971, he was asked to leave the band um, and uh, he embarked later on a very short solo career. Very short because he's going to die in a couple of years. Oh, spoilers. Spoiler. <laughs> um, on June, oh, sorry, on September 18th, 1973, Parsons, his girlfriend Margaret, and some friends rented rooms at the Joshua Tree Inn um, and at the bar. Uh, so they would go to a bar in Yucca Valley and then they would drive back to Joshua Tree. So at nice. this bar in, in Yucca Valley, Parsons challenged both of his girlfriend and his friend to a drinking contest. And when they That's both... That's a great thing to do before you have to drive home. Yeah, smart. To drive back to Joshua Tree to like go to your yeah. hotel. Yeah. Solid, solid, solid. decision making. Um, and they refused. And when they refused, he said, all right, I'll drink for the three of us. And then proceeded to down six double tequilas. 
So 12 tequilas. 12 tequilas. That's a lot of tequila. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You're more tequila than man at that point. Yeah. So the good news is, though, he had two friends that were not drinking. So they were able to drive him safely home, which okay. they did. So they... 12 tequilas. I don't know that I could do... Like, let alone, like, the alcohol poisoningness of it. I think my body would be like, no, no. no I no. think after one tequila, my body would be like, knock it the fuck off. I'm going to make you throw up again. Well, he's like a citrus... I... He's a citrus magnate, so he always had all these limes around. Yeah, maybe. True. They just maybe. attracted, and he was like, if I put the lime in the tequila... If I put the lime in the coconut and, and drink And them, mix it all up. Yeah. Then I... I I'm yeah. a hero. He's out there hanging out with Harry Nilsson too. <laughs> it's crazy. This man. I know. I know all the old rock and roll guys. <laughs> okay. Um. So they drove back to the Joshua Tree Inn, where they met up with some random woman, who uh, they purchased morphine off of. Uh, she was staying I in. Like, he met up with some random women who they purchased. No. Yeah. <laughs> if only. So they they came across some lady who was staying in room number one. And they bought a bunch of morphine from her. And tight, tight. Typical to uh, a lot of addicts or a lot of people who do drugs. They did the she, drugs. She had him. No, sorry. He had her injected into him. Oh, whoopsie doody. You can imagine what's about to happen. Um, he immediately overdoses because he has no idea how much this woman just gave to him. Uh, she sees what happens. She leaves. 100% was like, whoopsie doodle. I probably yeah, just killed a like, man. Nope, nope, nope. nope. So I left and or so she left. So I left. It was you. It was me. Trying traveling ass bitch. It's true. I killed Graham Parsons. Um, so his girlfriend took you him back to the their room, here, folks, <laughs> took him back to room number eight, which was the room they were staying in. And the girlfriend tried to not call the police or an ambulance. No, no, no. She said, here's what here's what's going to help him from this overdose. I'm going to give him an ice cube suppository. And uh, she shoved ice up his fucking ass? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if that saved someone from an overdose and there were police out there and instead of having the like, nor- whatever, Narcan injections, they're just shoving ice, ice cubes, cubes up people's Right butt. up your asses, yeah. <laughs> so Why she- would that, I mean, let's, if you were just sleeping and or faking... That would work. You know, that would wake you up. That would wake you right the fuck up. Wow, there's ice There's ice up my asshole. Um, <laughs> and then when the ice cubes didn't work, she put him in a cold shower. And <laughs> when the ice didn't work, she put the entire ice bucket up his ass. Up his ass and was like, one of these has to work. Uh, she sticks him in the cold shower. When that still doesn't work, she goes, I'm going to run out and get coffee. That'll do the trick. So she leaves and to, to get coffee, leaves a friend with him the friend's job is to watch over Graham. And as he notices his breathing slowly comes to a stop, he then starts performing CPR, or tries to resuscitate. So the girlfriend comes back as he's like trying to resuscitate the man. And it's at that point that they realize maybe we should call an ambulance. I was like, what year is this? 68. Okay. I was like, nope, sorry, 73, they, 73, 1973. Why are they not calling the police as his breathing slows? Because when you're all on drugs... You're you're not thinking. When everybody's on drugs, everybody has some strange ideas about how shit works. Yeah. Yeah. Ice cube suppositories. Ice cube and coffee. Coffee, cold showers, ice cubes up the ass. So anyway, then they decide to call an ambulance. But naturally, shockingly, I'm sure it was too late. And he was pronounced dead at 1215 a.m. Uh, with a cause of death of an epic amount of morphine. Um, which when they did it was, <laughs> was it? he was he was found dead of not the morphine but the ice cube suppository yeah, yeah. uh no it, of, of a way too cold rectum he had so much tequila he was trying to shit himself but he couldn't because of the ice cube yes and then that backed up so and it caused backed him up to and die. that's yeah. why he died no uh the died of backed up plumbing is that the <laughs> it was a combination of the epic amount of morphine and the alcohol in his system he had um, yeah, both depressants yeah like, no yeah. wonder he stopped breathing the amount of morphine that this woman injected him with was enough to kill three people cool yeah that's way to go lady he, he, minus the alcohol he wasn't gonna make it yeah he was that's only one many. person yeah he, that, that's too much. Yeah, that's a little she, bit too oh, much. That, that was over the uh, appropriate amount of dosage. It's true. Yeah, she that's overdosed. over overdosed she him. She super she overdosed him. Yeah. She over overdosed him. <laughs> so Graham's stepfather organized a private funeral in New Orleans. Um, but like maybe a month or so before, Graham told his friend and music producer, um, Phil Kaufman, 
that he wanted to be cremated at Joshua Tree and his ashes spread over Cap Rock, which is like the really big popular like rock formation things that people go to see. Um, So like any good friend who's also on drugs. um, Stole his body and burned it. Yeah. Kaufman and his friend (laughs) drove. Kaufman and his friend borrowed a hearse, drove to LAX and stole Graham's body before it could be loaded onto the airplane. Drove Don't it out to love the seventies when you could just do shit like you that. You just do shit like that when you could just drive up to a plane with a hearse and be like, "We're gonna take this body." Yeah, this is ours. Show any proof of anything? Nah, just take and it. And the like TWA baggage carriers like, cool, not my problem. Yeah, I, not I, my I'd, body, not my problem. Right. Yeah. I don't get paid but, enough to deal with it. Well, now I don't have to put him on the fucking plane. Yeah, Great. I'm happy Great. to not lift it. That shit was heavy. Yep. <laughs> Do you want any of this luggage too? So they they drove him out to Joshua Tree and attempted to cremate him by pouring five gallons of gasoline into the open coffin and then throwing a match inside. Yeah, that's oh. not how cremation works, guys. Yep. That's uh, not hot enough. That's a, not going to get hot enough. A massive fireball resulted, which... Um, Caught the attention of the local police department. Yeah, fireballs tend to do that. Who gave chase, but they were, I think, I can't remember the exact quote. They were unencumbered by sobriety, I think was the word. Uh, Oh, shit. The description of them. (laughs) And they managed to escape. (laughs) That Um, is such a good quote. Unencumbered. So good. By sobriety. I want to start using that in my life. Well, he's unencumbered by sobriety. I can't drive. I'm currently unencumbered by sobriety. Sobriety. It's really good. Um, But they did manage to escape. However, they were later arrested, like maybe two days later. And because at that point, there was no crime about this, they were only fined $750 for stealing a coffin. That's it. That was it. There was no crime to like deface a dead body or something? Not in 1973. Oh, I was like, that's a crime now. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, you can't desiccate, desecrate, desecrate a corpse. Desiccate I mean, just means dry it out. Dry it out. <laughs> desecrate. You can't desiccate or desecrate it. No, you can't dry out the dead yeah. person and you definitely can't ruin it. Dead body. bodies must remain moist. It's a federal yeah. law. You got to moisten those dead bodies. That's why it's the embalming process is so moist. highly sought after. It's so yeah. highly moist. Yep. It is highly moist. Highly. Um, so anyway, they were arrested. Um, they paid their $750 fine and what was left of Grom oh also they were charged an extra $350 for leaving 35 pounds of um, debris meaning Graham and his coffin in the middle of Joshua Tree oh my god so they collected what was left of Graham at that point uh, and they flew him back to Louisiana where he was buried I'm sure part of him (laughs) remains in Joshua Tree though yes part of him does he was part of him was scattered uh, yeah. around Joshua Tree. They didn't get all the bits. Not after a fireball. No, no. Well, at least Graham got what he wanted. Yep. yep. Parts of Graham got what he wanted. It's probably like his knuckle and maybe like an earlobe. That's it probably left what's left. Yeah. His left butt cheek lives in so, Joshua Tree. with a death like that, it's no wonder Graham is still haunting the Joshua Tree Inn to this day. Um, or he's still hanging out. Um, most of the paranormal activity attributed to Graham occurs in room number eight, which is where he died. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's nothing super creepy or anything like this. It's your typical ghosty stuff. Doors will open and close on their own. Um, the doors will lock and unlock. And it's because of this that all of the housekeepers keep their cell phones on them at all times because they frequently are locked in the room as they oh, are trying shit. to clean it. Um, Graham's like if I can't leave you can't leave yeah exactly you're my friend forever would you like to do some uh, psilocybin with me let's do some suicide drugs together yeah Yeah. fun not Um, great and uh, you ever had nice enema yeah no (laughs) hey would you like to have one Um, yeah I I love the idea that like he's, he's like man listen up lady I used to do morphine to get high, but right before I died, my friends showed me some crazy shit. Would you like to try? Let's let. There's an ice machine downstairs. Yep. <laughs> let's yeah. fill it. over. Let me introduce you to the Mister Frosty. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're filling the whole bucket, baby. You're gonna love it. You're gonna it's love. It's gonna this be shit. great. Um, and one couple uh, who was staying in room number nine next door shared one of their experiences of being woken up at two o'clock in the morning to somebody playing music. In a very empty room because they were told, oh, room eight is the Graham Parsons room. They peeked in just to see what was inside and they saw no one was in there. 
Um, but two o'clock in the morning, they were awoken by somebody playing music. And at that point, this couple was so chill. They were just like, ah, eh, let him go. Like, oh, that's nice. So they were just like, ah, eh, fuck it. So they just like stayed up and listened to it until eventually it just stopped on its own. That's pretty cool, though. And they went back to sleep at the end of the night. Um, that's kind of the chillest ghost encounter you could have. Right? Where mm-hmm. they're just like, oh, that's nice. Let's listen to some like nice country groove. Yeah. And there's no one in that room. That's whatever. Yeah, it's fine. It's a ghost. Fine. Um, but yes, what I'll end with is uh, Sky the Cat. And you're like, why a cat? Yes. So Graham uh, was known for having two different colored eyes. One of them was green and the other was blue green. Tight. Um, A few years after his death, a white cat just showed up at the doorstep of the Joshua Tree Inn. They named the owners, named him Sky. And when they looked at him, they saw he had two different colored eyes. Heterochromia? Yes, I believe that's the term. And so they were like, oh, I think this is Graham reincarnated coming back to hang out at the hotel. And that's the story. Hunting for ice cubes. Hunting for ice cubes. I know. More common in cats than people. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, That's so so cool, though. And the cat just hangs out there now. Uh, I mean, this was a few, a number of years ago. I think the cat has since passed. How dare you? That cat's going to live forever. The cat lives forever. I'm sorry. Cats. I'm gonna live forever. Yes. Put this ice cube in my butt. Cats. That's the one. So come back. Listen to more Ice Cube suppositories. Maybe. It's LA. Who knows? Hey, everybody. It's your old pal, Graham Parsons. I got a butt full of ice cubes. Hey, why don't you go on the internet and put a big five-star review and say nice things about this here. Booze and Brews podcast, best show on the internet. Also, they have a Patreon, patreon.com slash booze and brews. They got audio episodes, video episodes, and show sketches that old engineer Bob does. Great way to waste your money on the internet. Also, social media websites. I don't know what that is because I'm dead before they were invented. But anyway, they got a Twitter, whatever that is. That's at booze and brews. A Facebook, whatever that is. Booze and brews. What's an Instagram? Plus booze and brews podcast. What a, what a conundrum. Also, hey, Catherine, thank you for sending in that delightful tea towel. It is time for booze and brews. Hey, if you want to send something to us, do it. All right, back to the show. Hugoing. Hugo. Hugoing. All right, so here's my sand adjacent musical ghost. I dig, okay. Uh, so today I will tell you about a ghost who is pretty much as far removed from Graham Parsons as you can get. Ooh, okay, okay. okay. So Kurt born... Cobain. No. no. Mm. They uh, both born... play guitar. Born... Lysane Parish Crooks on June 16th, 1971 mm-hmm. in the uh, East Harlem area of Manhattan. Okay. Uh, this performer is better known to you by the name his mother changed it to at one year old, Mr. Tupac Shakur. Ah, Tupac. Oh, shit. Yeah, so she changed his name at one um, to be named after Tupac Amaru, who was the son of the last king of the Incas, okay. who in his own right, like led a rebellion against the Spanish in 1781. Sure. Uh, sure, sure. Like feels very weird for a woman from Harlem to do that. But apparently she wanted him to have, quote, the name of a revolutionary and to be aware that he was part of a worldwide culture and not just from a neighborhood. Oh, OK. All right. His mom was like a was a uh, real revolutionary lady, though. Yes. Like she his, was super. His, yeah, she's an interesting lady. His uh, so the and the last name Shakur comes from his. He had two half siblings. So it is the father of his half sister. OK. Was okay. uh, what's where that last name came from. OK. Um, and his mother, his father, both sets of grandparents, his aunts and like all of his mother's other romantic partners <laughs> deeply involved in the Black Panther movement. Okay. There we go. That's yes, what I yes. was looking for. I was like, Big revolutionary something, the Black Panther. Yeah, yeah you heard yes. of him, idiot, yeah. Bob, moron. Anyway, continue. No, you got there. You knew it. <laughs> um, so like I said, he was born in 71. In 84, his family moved from Harlem to Baltimore, um, where he went, where he uh, got into and then enrolled at the Baltimore School of the Arts. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he auditioned and got into a fancy art school where they taught, you know, like lyrical poetry and Shakespeare and all kinds of stuff. While he was there, he was very pleased to win the role of the Mouse King in their annual production of The Nutcracker. 
Good job, Tupac. Hmm. I know. And he, um, he, the school would often have like rap contests. Okay. Okay. Um, this is a, a white girl teaching you about rap culture. Here we go. I'm, I'm uh, and he it. would often win these rap contests. Very good rappers. It's almost like that's what he was meant to do. Yes. And while he was there, he met uh, his good friend. Jada Pickett. Yes. She talks about him still ad nauseum. Yeah. She, uh, on like the 20 year anniversary of his death, she gave like a million bucks to that school and they built a new theater and they named it after Tupac. There we go. The Mouse King Theater. The the Mouse King. So apparently, I think Tupac was probably a little bit in love with her because he used to write her poetry all the time. Yeah. And then, like, after he died, she started releasing the poetry. Yeah. Like, that's a burn. Yeah. How does Will Smith feel about this? You know, who knows? I would be a little bit like. I think we've, if we've learned nothing in recent news, it's that Will Smith is not really a jealous man. No, that is true. Wait, is there Um, news about Will Smith? I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it. Okay. You will talk off air. Sweet. Um, so then uh, he also, while he was in Baltimore, he got uh, very involved with the Young Communists League. He became very active and vocal as a communist. Great. So much so that he started dating the head of the Baltimore chapter of the like communist association. All right. Mm-hmm. OK. Yeah. Big. You know, those crazy lefties love yep. to bang. Yep. Um, then in 1988, uh, his family moved to Marin City, which is five, ten miles outside of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But it's not a great part of Northern California. It's it's poor. It's uh, overrun with crime, lots of gangs, lots of drugs. And this was sort of Tupac's introduction into mm. thug life. Yeah. So he had such a, a great introduction. He got a tattoo. He loved that. He loved it. Put it all right across his tummy. He's tum. like, it's on my belly forever. Yeah. Um, he started rapsing professionally by 1989 mm-hmm. under the name MC New York. And his crew was called the Strictly Dope Crew. Uh, you know what? If your stuff wasn't Strictly Dope, you had no place you, here. You weren't in the crew. They, they were, in fact, strictly dope because uh, he managed, he got like a, a manager, was like a friend of his, and he started getting gigs, and then he was noticed by a big producer who worked for the Digital Underground, and then he snatched him up, signed him. In 1991, he started rapping under the name Tupac mm-hmm. to the number two, yes. P-A-C. So he's, he's like, that's my stage name because his given name is indeed Tupac. Right, yes. right, right. Spelled. <laughs> Um, Digital Underground became Interscope Records pretty much right around the time of his signing. And pretty much from 91 on, he was very successful. Yeah. He was a very good rapsman. They said these rasps are so crisp. Good job, Tupac. They were strictly dope. Yeah. His first album was called Tupacalypse Now. Yes. Tupacalypse Now. So creative. So Strictly dope. Um, so he did many raps and mm-hmm. released many raps albums. Yep, yep. I recall um, this is was, this is prime of my youth. Yes, this is the early '90s. He's also throughout the early '90s plagued by legal troubles. Yeah, a couple, one or two things. Yeah, lots of lots of legal troubles, mostly uh, like gun charges, assault charges, and a- apparently a lot of them were like trumped up, not real charges. Yeah, fuck the police. Or like, of course, because was, he's what a communist. Yes, he's, yeah, because of that's why he's a yeah. black communist. <laughs> there and it is. What yeah. happens with white police officers? They don't like black communists. They, they put, don't like. They black got communists. their boot on the throat of the working man. Yeah, I will say, and for all the, there does seem to be a lot of proof that he was being harassed by the police, being arrested for things he didn't need to be arrested for. Well, it sounds that said. Very in much 93, like now. He was charged with. Uh, uh, aggravated sexual assault. Yes, yes, he was. Uh, which yeah, that's not he, so good. No, it was not great. No, it was. I, I mean, I go yeah, as far it, as to say you can put your boot on that man. <laughs> yeah, it it was really not great, and that's it a deserved like, boot. It was not just him; it was a group of yeah. men. Yeah, it's a young woman. It's it's not great, no. and he was found guilty of yes, the charges. Went oh. to jail. He went to jail for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so then he would like he would get out on bond or like his case was being reviewed. He was um, what's the word I'm looking for when you appeal? He's appealing yeah. Yeah. these convictions. 
Um, maybe so if he'd gotten like, a tattoo that didn't say thug life but said hug life hug life maybe then, if he'd said got a tattoo that said I respect women yeah you know sure. I write write all these great raps about how we need to respect women and right. then I don't listen to yeah. my own and advice and then I gang rape women it's not it's not, it's a, not good a good look. look you gotta it's keep your head look. up except for when I want to have sex yeah in which yeah. case you do Tupac. as I say Tupac not great not no. great um uh, he was he, he so he's having lots of legal troubles which is of course draining his finances so he needs money plus yep. he's trying to keep up this image right. this thug life image this gangster I have all this money from my gangs and my drugs California so spending, love burner we're not there yet oh we're not there yet he's he was spending a lot of money so he needs money so he starts like pretty much like if you want to feature him on your album he will do it he will show up as long as the check clears you yeah. know so then in 94, he was doing one of these gigs um, at a studio in New York, um, and he was uh, a- attacked while coming out of the studio. Yep. The official report says that he was robbed, but really they think that it was um, Biggie Smalls. Like a purposeful cr- assault. Yes, they think it was Biggie. They think it was Puff and Biggie. Look. I'm not going to man. I'm not going to white woman explain rap culture to you. Right. If you are interested in this, there oh. are many true crime podcasts who dig very deep into yep. Tupac's life. Yeah. yeah. I'm really not trying to do that here. Okay. Uh. So yeah. So he was uh shot and robbed. Mm-hmm. Um. And he shot in the head, wasn't he? He was shot. No, I don't think he, he was. He was in a wheelchair for a while because yeah. he was doing court appearances for the sexual assault yeah. appeals, like in a wheelchair. And people were like, oh, he's trying to get sympathy. And they were like, no, nah, dude, he was just like shot, shot three times. Yeah. I don't know if it was in the face. I don't know. Anyway. He was shot. Yes. I think. Yes. I think that that is true for reasons we will talk about later. Okay. Um. So... So, uh, who else? So they think that it's it's Puff and Biggie mm-hmm. who have uh, sent these men out to accost yes, Tupac, Mr. Shakur. Um, and also a big not fan of Puff and Biggie is Mr. Suge Knight. Also not a fan. No, not no. friends. Who, not friends. Who? Fun so fact. He was like, also in prison right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, in prison right now. Good old. Um, good but, old Suge Knight. <laughs> yes, Suge Knight. So so Suge Knight said, "Hey, the." The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yep. I should make friends with Tupac. Yes. So it's 1995 and Tupac is in prison because for the sexual assault case, um, he is appealing, but he can't get out because he can't post bail because his bail is like a million and a half dollars. Ooh. And he has no money. Like his mom is like about to lose the familial home. Oh, boy. Like they have no money. So then Shug Knight shows up. And uh, and it's like, hey, if you come over to Death Row Records, sign with my record company, I'll pay your bail and get you out. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is the 94 shooting. Yes. Because this is. Yes. He was, he was shot twice in the head. Whoa. Yeah. Twice in the head. Yes. That was the 94 shooting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. Not the obviously not the 96 shooting. Yeah. That yeah. one he didn't come back from. No, 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 no. That one you didn't or bounce back from. Did he? Whoa. Whoa. Um. Yeah. So now so we're fresh I, out of jail, California dreaming. Soon as soon as I step on the yeah. scene, hear I'm hearing Hoochie screaming. Screaming. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, good. <laughs> now so, I know where we're at. Yeah. So Suge pays his 1.4 million dollar bond to get him out of jail and pays off his mom's house so she won't lose the house. Whoa. Um. So, but while he was in prison, he underwent a philosophical change in who he was. Pretty much everyone agreed. Okay. He came out of prison a changed man. Oh, okay. Um. So also while he was in prison, he became obsessed with what he called the old philosophers. Okay. But basically, that's like Sun Tzu's The Art of War. And Machiavelli's The Prince oh. is like what he was all about. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. I wouldn't call them yeah. old philosophers, but sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, and like even records he released right after coming out of prison, even like uh, music critics are like, this feels like an entirely different person. Wow. Like yeah. he's really changed a lot about who he is. You would think he almost got shot in the head twice. Yeah. So then... Um, because he's out of prison and he's happy about it and he's now contractually obligated to make music for Mr. Shugay. Mm-hmm. Um, so he records a bunch of music throughout 95. Mm-hmm. Um, so then in um, 
So then he has two albums come out in 96, only one of which he actually lives to see released. Uh-huh. So in the in February of 96, they release All Eyes yeah, with on a Z. Me, on him. With a Z, which is a two disc album. Oh. Um, so he did that so it would contractually fulfill two two albums he had to release <laughs> for Death Row. Smart. He was like double album counts for two. Pretty yeah. smart. Um, and it was uh, it was like instantly number one. The tone of this album is uh, described as triumphant and like it's party themes. This is where California love comes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. Yes. So so this is how he's feeling this California love. Those words um, the, still live in my head. I don't know why. Yeah. But here we so, are 30 years later. Uh, so the album that he did not live to see um, was actually supposed to be released under a pseudonym. Ooh. Um, so it uh, it's called he he's rapsing under the name Machiavelli, oh. but spelled stupidly, of course. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the album is called Don Columinati colon the Seven Day Theory, <laughs> okay. and this album is. But it's like a night and day to the All Eyes on Me album. Okay. It is dark. It is angry. It is vengeful. And it is agreed to be in the top five to top ten rap albums of all time. Dang. Okay. People love this album. So the, so he makes one that's like a commercial success. Yeah. And then he was going to release this other one as an underground album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, not in his real name that like probably has what his real thoughts are on his life. Oh, for sure. Um, but he didn't get to do that because he died. Yep, R.A.P. Turning the page. Next page. Next page. So on September 7th, 1996. Um, A day Mr. that Sha- will live in infamy. No, not quite. Oh. So <laughs> Mr. Shakur is in Las Vegas for like... A boxing was there, match. It was like his manager's birthday party. So they took them to a boxing match. It was a Tyson, Tyson fight, fight. And like Tyson was one of his very good friends. Mm-hmm. And then Tyson wins the fight. Apparently there was a lot of drama over whether or not he actually won. Because it was like a technical knockout or something. Ooh, okay, okay. I don't know. I don't know sports. I don't know face punching. Oh. But apparently there was drama... But Mike Tyson and Tupac and his whole crew were like, fuck yeah, let's celebrate big win. Yeah. Um, so they're celebrating at the MGM Grand. Um, Mr. Shugay is there as well. Yeah. Um, so while they're there, they see uh, a member of a rival gang. So a, an active member of the L.A. Crips. Mm-hmm. Uh, L.A. has a lot of gang culture. Yes. I'm not. All, I'm also not getting into that. Again, I'm a white woman. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Um, so they see this. And, and if rebel. you're a Crip, you don't necessarily like another Crip, depending on what neighborhood you're in. So there you go. Yeah. It's, yes. it's crazy. And, and it seems as if our good friend, uh, Tupac and his good friend, Shugay Knight, Shugay Knight. Yes. Um, did very much did not like any of the Crips. Uh-huh. Um, so this man's name is, uh, Orlando Anderson. And they see him in the lobby of the MGM Grand. And Tupac, apparently, you can see security footage, apparently just walks up and fucking cold cocks his dude. Just Dang! Up, punches him right in the face. Okay. And then his whole entourage jumps in. They beat the ever-loving shit out of this man. Oof. They're, like, kicking him when he's on the ground and stuff. Oof. And then they, like, go back to gambling. Sure. You know what? <laughs> Mission accomplished. Because, because the All pol- right, guys. That yeah, felt good. Because the police show up and Orlando's refusing medical treatment yeah. and refusing to press charges. Well, yeah, because snitches get stitches. You don't talk about that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the MGM Grand is not going to kick them out because... Nope. They're millionaires. And Mike Tyson is here with them and Mike Tyson just won a huge fight. Like, they're not kicking them out. Right. So they let them continue to stay in gamble <laughs> and drink and have good times. Oh, good job. So then around 11 p.m., uh, Sh- Tupac and Shugay Knight left the MGM in Shugay Knight's car mm-hmm. um, and they were driving across town to Club 662. Ooh. Uh, all the rage. Oh, yeah. And, sure. Uh, they pulled up to a red light at the corner of Flamingo Road and Colville Lane. Uh-oh. Where, yep, where a white Cadillac, I think they were in like a black BMW, a white Cadillac pulls up next to them at the stop sign and hails down bullets and hellfire upon them. Mm-hmm. Many, many, like, uh, they're automatic weapons. Gunfire all over the fucking goddamn place. Yeah. Somehow, Mr. Shugay Knight is only minorly injured. That's crazy. It's insane. He, like, is walked it? away. Oh, no, Shugay had him killed. Um, We're going to get 
to all of that. Good. Not here, though. Join our Patreon at the $5 level. Fantastic. Listen, join our Patreon. <laughs> if you're interested in that, I have a lot for you. Boozeandbrews.com um, slash. Yes. Patreon.com so, slash boozeandbrews. You're going to love it. I'm excited to talk about it. it. Bob's going to love it. Um, so, uh, but, so he's minorly injured, but Tupac takes four bullets that all hit major arteries Oof. or major organs. Yeah, he's yeah. not in a good way. Like, yeah, the police yeah. who came to the scene were like, it was just gold because all of their jewelry it was just gold covered in blood like all they could see like it was he was unrecognizable he was so bloody unrecognizable was it even him (laughs) interesting was it really a hologram of tupac that performed um so i hear he's down in cuba with rihanna let's talk about it on patreon oh boy um, so he's taken to a nearby hospital. They are trying to save him. They work for days. It takes them over two days of continuous medical attention to get the internal bleeding to stop. Jesus. Um, at one point they have to remove one of his lungs and then they have to put him on a respirator. He's, he, he's never wakes up. Mm. He's immediately put in a medical induced coma to try and like start the healing process. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, on the uh, early morning hours of Friday the 13th, um, Mr. Tupac Shakur is pronounced dead at only 25 years old. Yeah, he was not old man. So I give uh, give him this credit. He did a lot of fucking living in that time. Jesus. He really did. And his legend looms very large, even over hip hop and rap today. Mm -hmm. Um, He he was also a a very talented actor. I mean, he went to a performing arts school for a reason. Yeah. He's in a, a handful of movies and he's good in them. Yeah. Like he's. Yeah. He also gave a lot of money to charity, tried to do a lot of like community rehabilitation in uh, like the Compton areas of L.A. He, he tried to do good things. He did some not so good things. Yeah. Um, But his legend is not the only thing that lives on. <gasps> what else does? What so, else does? Is it? Is it? His butt. His butt. Does his butt live on? <laughs> yes, his butt lives on. <gasps> um, so the basic classic Tupac Shapur ghost story is that he hangs out on that corner, on that corner of Flamingo and Koval, mm. which there is like, there isn't an official like memoriam for him there, but there is like the trees and light posts are covered in graffiti and like messages and like people leave flowers and stuff there still. Mm. So there is like a fan built memoriam for him there. Okay. Um, nothing official from Las Vegas city. Um, But there are Lots and lots of ghost stories that talk about seeing a man who matches Tupac's description wearing the classic head bandana. Ooh. Nice. Tupac's go-to look. Yeah. And he'll sort of appear on that corner, look around confused, then stare at the spot where the car was where he was shot, and then disappear. Huh. Huh. So that's, so that's the story that most ghost hunters who see him will see. Um, He's like, I, I was just want- in the car a second ago. The car was right... I there. was right there. Oh, oh mm-hmm. I'm super dead. Um, I watched, oh, super dead. Oh, oh super, super duper dead. dead. Um, I watched some people trying to do EVPs there, some with very limited uh, results. There was one where they they got more. They were driving in a car, tra- like basically just looping the block to go by that area. Uh-huh. And they got some pretty good stuff. They got, um, they were like, you know, what? How, how did you die? And then it said gangs. Oh, okay. Um, and then they were like, do you know who killed you? And then fairly clearly it says Anderson. Whoa. Who pretty much everyone agrees that Orlando Anderson is the one Orlando Anderson's friends are the ones who shot him. Orlando Anderson was then later killed in gang violence fairly quickly after that. So yeah. you, you no are justice. responsible for killing Tupac. You're probably not going to make it. Yeah. yeah like people think it was like Biggie and Puff, but it it honestly seems like it stemmed from this fight that he started that He just got the night. shit kicked out of him. And yeah, yeah I'd be yeah. upset. It, too. it does seem like that's that's what happened. We'll yeah. never know. No, we'll never know. Uh, but his ghost said Anderson. So there's that. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know if that'll hold up in court, but yeah. yeah. And then at one point they had they got the red light, which is what they were hoping for because they wanted to like sit there for a long time. And they were like, and then like pretty hurriedly sounding like like ang- like 
nervous sounding voice comes on and says, stay off this street. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. So some good, some good ghostiness. None of it really sounded like Tupac. It's, it's a, it's the ticket 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 box. So it's radio shit. Yeah. But still fairly cool. Nice. Um, but the probably most famous Tupac Shakur ghost story occurred when, uh, other famous rapsman, Kendrick Lamar, uh, was visited by the ghost of Tupac Shakur. Oh, was he, was okay. he now? Okay. So he was a young rapsman yep. at 21 years old. He's working on one of his first albums. He's still living at home with mom. Aww. Um, and he uh, he's long-sighted. Tupac is like one of his biggest influences. He grew up listening to him. He actually grew up in Compton on the street where they filmed California Love, the oh. music video for it. Oh. So he watched them shooting that music video, and it's what made him want to be a rapper. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So he and he like a, just a couple days before had been talking to his mom about the album he's recording, about how much he's being influenced by Tupac. And his mom was like, oh, you know, you guys have almost the same birthday because one of them has a birthday of June 16th and one of them has a birthday of June 17th. I don't mm. remember who's who. But Whoa. Very, uh, different years, but almost the same birthday. Yeah. So he so Tupac was fresh in his mind as he comes home late one night from the out studio doing many raps. Right, right, right. Like mm -hmm. down many, many crisp raps. Yep. Um, and he like collapses into bed. He's so, so exhausted. And like he's trying to fall asleep, but he can't. And then suddenly all this smoke appears over his bed. Okay. And then the smoke forms into a figure. And then it's fucking Tupac. Uh-huh. Okay. And then um, Tupac slowly, slow, slowly drifts downward and kisses Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> on on his penis, <laughs> and then he he slowly pulls out an ice cube. And an ice cube. It he said, "You're not spot. gonna believe what's about to happen to you." <laughs> it's so you're gonna love it. Yeah, Hold it's on. real cold. Um, so not only did the ghost of Tupac show up, but he then starts talking to Kendrick. They have a whole conversation. And in later interviews, him recapping the convo, he says, um, he basically said, "Keep doing what you're doing, and don't let my music die." Um, and then people were like, oh my gosh, was that so cool? And he was like, no, it scared the shit out of me. Um, and then he said, um, like it, it, he talked about it a lot in interviews and he said, it can make you go nuts hearing somebody that you looked up to for years saying, don't let the music, my music die. Hearing it clear as day, clear as day. Like he's right there. <sighs> I imagine that would be a little scary. Um, yeah, that's a lot of pressure. So apparently after that, he went on to write his most successful album, changed the face of how modern rap sure. is done. And he owes it all to Tupac. Like if it, in any interview, he'll be like, who are your influences? He's like, well, Tupac. Yeah. Because he showed up as a ghost and told me to keep doing it. And told me, don't let my yeah, music like, die. Tupac. Uh, Tupac Machiavelli. Uh, did I say Tupac already? Yeah. Uh, did I say Tupac already? Yeah. How about Machiavelli? Um, yeah, him? Spelled so stupidly? So that is like a celebrity ghost story about Tupac, which you can either believe or disbelieve because maybe Tupac's not dead. Maybe he never what? died. Maybe Tupac didn't die. And like I said, if you're interested, $5 a month on our Patreon tier, I'm going to tell you all about it. Oh. Yeah, this is hot shit. Yes. <laughs> Conspiracy theory engineer Bob is incredibly I did, I did, excited. I, I was channeling Bob's conspiracy theories for this one. That's great. I didn't dive as deep as I'm sure Bob would have, but still, that's delightful. I got a lot of crazy internet theories for you. Good. Tune in, but you yeah, guys. So that's the ghost of Tupac Shakur. Very good. I like it. Well done. Bravo. So um, tell me about this beer. So I so I was so listener. Thank you so much for sending us beer. We did try and get me some when Bob and Melly came to visit me very briefly. It just didn't work out. It didn't work out. I it just couldn't find it in the car. And <laughs> I was very it's a long stressed. Story. Look, we don't owe these people an explanation. It's, we just moved across a, the fucking country. Settle down. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'm sorry. But, but anyway. it sounds delicious. But Thank we, you for sending it. Yes, but the beer made its way to at least here. Um, it went halfway across the country. That beer's made a journey. That's true. It has. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this is, like I said, it's called Business in the Front. It's a hazy IPA um, from Crooked Hammock Brewery, which is in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Myrtle Beach! 
Um, it is a Pilsner malt with a Zaka, Simcoe, and Trident hops for a clean, citrus-forward, suit-and-tie-worthy hazy. It is very citrusy. I do have to give it that. It's good. Um, it, it's it smooth. like orange juice it does poured look, out into a glass. Yeah, it's very juice-like. It smells very citrusy. It's not overly sweet. Um, I I get the hop thing that like punches me in the face that I don't necessarily love too much, but the aftertaste yeah. is not unpleasant. Yeah, this one's an interesting one for me because I, I'm usually... Is it a double or is it a no, single? No, it's a single. Oh, it's a single. Oh, it's 7.4%. It's, seven, it, it's I, was pretty, like, I was like, do you have an ABB? Do you have an EBU count? Yeah, the, uh, the, No EBU, but 7.4%. The ABV is pretty high on this one and typically I don't so it's like... it's a bit sweeter. Yeah, it's a little bit sweeter, which is not always my favorite, but it's um, it does sit nicely. I don't know. It's it's good. I like this one. Yeah, it's not, it's not awful. I wouldn't drink a whole usually, can of it. I but usually like a little, well, a little, a little bit more floral. I like a little bit more of a uh, pine cone in the face, mm. but this is still good. This is still good. Yeah, this is very much citrusy. Yeah. Than anything. Yeah. I like the can art is just the name of the beer with a mullet on it. With a mullet on yeah. top. Yeah, that, it's you very can't, cute. You it's can't on an orange can. Uh, it's Yeah, it's it's orange in color. It's kind of got like a little sort of uh, plaidish background. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Well, hey, this is the part of the show where old pal Bob gets to pick a winner. Hey, guess what I love? Hmm. I love the 70s when you could just steal steal coffins and shit uh yeah. you know what else i love I actually the days i actually really love the tupac killing because of all of the weird shit around it not that i'm happy that he's <laughs> dead but like the case around it yes is fascinating to me you know murder is the case they gave me. yeah that's what i hear uh you know what else i love what i love uh i love ice cubes up your butt <laughs> i'm getting there uh i love moist corpses those are really yeah. great yep. you know what else i love what Crisp wraps. Crisp wraps. Love a crisp wrap. Uh, I do love an ice cube up the butt, but if there's one thing I love more than anything, it's uh, Ghost Tupac's wispy body kissing Ken Le- Kendrick Lamar on the penis. <laughs> Vanessa wins. Yay! <laughs> well I done. I went for the ghost of Tupac well, erotically going down on Kendrick Lamar. I'm here for it. I, yeah, hey, man. I, I would I would read that fanfic. That I would is, watch that movie. Anybody, <laughs> anybody want to write that fanfic? Send it to us. Yeah. We'll read uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, Booze and Booze podcast, podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I know it. Yeah. We'll, we'll read it on air. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure. <laughs> oh. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Come back next week. There'll be booze. There'll, there'll be booze. And until then, cheers. Cheers. Ooh, loud. Ooh.